0: To welcome back to another episode of BetGPT. This is episode 47, and today we will be recapping the Super Bowl. Um, as you guys know, I was pretty feeling pretty confident on the Niners. Didn't get home. Slade, of course, was just as confident, if not more, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs win 25-22 in overtime. Slade, I'll let you... Uh, We'll let you take the floor for a minute here. How are you feeling? Well, I'm I'm glad that we can record
1: at like four a.m. for our listeners. Um, you know, everybody's talking about this CPI number at 3.9%. Everybody's talking about oh, I hate assume we dropped 29 points last night, but I still want to keep this the focus on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um I I'm I'm jealous of my dad that he got and I'm not jealous of him about much, but I am jealous that he got to spend his 20s with the 90s Bulls. And obviously I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I feel like this is the closest comparison to just watching somebody at their absolute peak be in contention every single year, win it. Basically, you can pencil him into the AFC finals, and then from there it's like, kind of a crap shoot and it's going to take some good luck versus some bad luck but at the end of the day i feel kind of silly for even doubting them in december cuz they were talking about things like, like 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 during the game Mahomes is that that fourth down play call where they they do the RPO and he holds it and takes it like 15 yards they didn't run that play once all season because they save, save it for them. the playoffs. So it's like, <laughs>
0: yep.
1: it's just a reminder that every year we need to kind of re- remember that teams with championship aspirations and that kind of expect to be there. They almost are like two different teams because the, the things that they would run in the regular season in that situation
0: would not be the same. Yeah, so you, you compared, I guess you essentially compared Mahomes to... um Michael Jordan, yeah. Michael Jordan. Mahomes is twenty eight years old. He has he's been to four Super Bowls. He's won three of them. Uh he only has three playoff losses in his career. He lost to the Patriots in OT in the twenty nineteen AFC championship. They didn't get game. the ball back. Didn't get the ball back. They lost in the Super Bowl uh once again to Tom Brady and the Bucks, and then they lost on uh, the AFC championship to the Bengals a couple years ago when probably he played his worst half of football that second yeah. half of that game um other than that he's been pretty flawless um playoff wise um yeah like you said they uh they're a team that you i guess a lesson to me and all the people who i who doubted them this is a team that no matter what they do any stretch of games if they're You know, week 12 to week 17 going one and four, two and three, as long as they're in the wild card, they proved that they can win road games now, which they didn't, uh, they hadn't had to do that before. Uh, You know, it's not too long ago, December 25th, the Raiders beat the Chiefs 20 to 14. The Raiders completed zero passes in the second half. You know, if if you would have told me that team won the Super Bowl, I would have told you you were crazy. Um, I was also telling you 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 were crazy like two weeks ago. The Chiefs yeah, are gonna win. I, that so. was
1: probably the point where I started to think the Chiefs weren't going to win it all. And then and then there was a moment where I thought the the Ravens were just really good. And I kind of got distracted by that. But I was nev- I've never been worried about the Bills. And, and I guess the, the reason I, I've been a Mahomes fan and I'll probably cool it now that the Bears are going to have Caleb Williams and we'll be competing with them for Super Bowls and things <laughs> like that. But yeah. It's it's just I get so tired of hearing these people t- trying to make everything a rivalry, trying to make everything a, um, looking for the next guy, and it's like this guy is so much better than everyone else. Like, what are we doing? It, it could be the same thing if it was Josh Allen or Burrow. Like Burrow is the only one that I even like have any sort of fear. If you're a Chiefs fan of the rest of these guys, no. It's not close. He can't
0: stay on the field anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, Mahomes, it's... Mahomes was playing on a bum ankle last year. I think he sprained it twice over like the, sp- uh, the the span of a month, and he still goes out and plays and is completely normal. He's still running. He's still taking hits. Still uh, stepping into throws. So, um, yeah, yeah, he he's a different breed. The difference, the gap between one and two is
1: is extraordinarily large. So I hope that next year when Josh Allen has an awesome game in October, or it could be whoever. It could be Herbert or I don't know, who cares? Tua. They'll be, I don't want to hear, oh, it Tua's better than Mahomes. Like, there's all these tweets on Twitter that are getting like retweeted right now of like these experts who are who are saying that Josh Allen was better than Mahomes, like literally six weeks ago, or even at the beginning of the playoffs. And it's like just shut up. That's just that's it. Just just shut up. It's we're gonna do this every single year. This I mean, Mahomes had the most drops in the league. He had no thousand yard rusher, no one thousand yard receiver. He had the most penalized team in the league on offense. He had the toughest road in NFL history to get to a Super Bowl, and and here we are. So. I'm not gonna belabor the point. Like I said, I, I'm I'm gonna cool it with my Mahomes love because you know the Bears have their guy coming. So that's where my attention is gonna be. But
0: um Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well let, I'm 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 sick of you talking about this. So I'm gonna let's just do the game by game breakdown. We'll go quarter by quarter. Um I'll give you my thoughts on the Niners. Uh obviously I wasn't happy. I was on Niners money line. Uh, lost lost a hundred bucks on that one, um, but uh, overall, very very profitable day for me. We we can get into that as as we go on here. But uh, unless you have any thoughts, I wanted to do like the play by play. Go for it. Okay, so let's just kind of take this quarter by quarter. Um, I got the box score pulled up here. Um, one thing I I do want to point out. Um, you mentioned that the wide receivers had been struggling all year, and that was I guess at least one of my big hesitations of ever backing the Chiefs. They didn't even really get any production from them today. It no. was just Mahomes finding whoever, you know, he just one open person here and there. Like, Kelsey at halftime had one yard, finished with 93. Nicole Hardman had 57, Watson 54. Rasheed Rice, their wide receiver, won, had six or 39. Like, if you would have told me that was the case after the game, I, I still, I wouldn't have said they won, but. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, so first quarter, um, nothing happens. It's, it's zero, zero. Um, they're trading punts. However, uh, CMC, that first possession, they drive down and he fumbles. Um, so things were looking really good for the Niners. Chiefs offense couldn't get anything going. Um, ends up being zero, zero and, um, yeah, I just thought it was a very sloppy game in the first half. You also saw the Pacheco fumble yeah. uh, in the red zone as well.
1: Yeah. I thought um, I thought the Niners kinda of dominated the line of scrimmage for the first half. And I don't really know what flipped the switch because I it's just like they, they still never the Chiefs never really got their r- running game going and it seemed like the Niners kinda of went away with went away from it after that McCaffrey fumble, which I think is, is a little silly. I wouldn't understand if he was a rookie, but he's maybe the the most talented skilled
0: player in the league outside of quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So um, another big thing was kind of like the, the kicking advantage. So Jake Moody, a rookie against Harrison Butker, um, obviously one of the top two or three guys in the league who has that playoff experience. Moody starts things off, hits a 55-yarder, probably have been good from 60, a really nice kick. Um, And once he makes that, you're kind of thinking, all right, maybe we don't have to worry too much about him. They are in a dome. You know, there's Mm -hmm. no weather. There's no excuses. Um, That was the NFL record for like an hour, right? Yeah. (laughs) No spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So then um, Niners end up getting the ball back. Jawan Jennings, they have him uh, down uh, the left bottom left of your screen. They throw him like a screen pass behind the line of scrimmage. He throws it all the way back up in the air. Uh, Nick Bolton for the Chiefs almost looks like he's going to get uh, a pick six or knock it down at least. He gets blocked at the last second. CMC grabs it and is easily able to run up the sideline and in. So just like that, it's 10 nothing with 423 left uh, in the second quarter. And this is about the second or third time I texted you. I don't think the Chiefs are going to score a single point in the game. <laughs> yeah, this is
1: people. Kiel Huber, our former guest or a previous guest, he texted this last night about how he, he doesn't like that. I'm a Mahomes guy and all this. And I'm like, you guys don't understand the amount of shit I hear between you and Brady about Mahomes and the Chiefs. Oh, they're never going to win another Super Bowl. Oh, the Chiefs suck. I, I I had probably like 400 screenshots in my phone this morning going back to like August. But yeah, that's that's part of it. So I, I'm not yeah. going to lie. There was a moment there where I was a little nervous too because the offense looked so bad. It was like I was having flashbacks of that
0: Tampa Bay Super Bowl like three years ago. So the issue, the thing that the Bucs did that the Niners didn't is the Bucs kind of just decided to you know, step on their throats and take advantage of opportunities when they could. I know Fournette had a big game. Tom Brady had had some big throws to Godwin and Evans um, to open things up. But in this game, uh, right before half, Niners, you know, they or excuse me, the Chiefs tack on a field goal, 28 yards. They had a chance to score, couldn't get it in. Uh, So it's 10 to three at half. Chiefs get the ball back, start the second half. So it's like, all right, you know, they can come down and score, make it a four point game or even tie it, you know, whatever it's gonna it's gonna be closer hopefully um i think it was the first play there was that uh uh the toss to pacheco and he like fumbles it and oh, yeah. he grabs it and they lose like 12 yards right to start it off so just from there you're like all right this drive is going nowhere unless there's a penalty and sure enough mahomes tries to force it gets picked yeah uh and niners have the ball was right around midfield you ever take a few yards Um, you're thinking, all right, this could now be 17 to three. Uh And, uh, I think the Niners maybe had like a holding penalty or something, but basically they go three and out and they have to end up punting, which I thought was huge. Um, chiefs end up, uh, taking that driving down, butker hits a 57 yarder. Um, so that was the new super bowl record. Before the game, they had sixty plus yarder uh at forty to one. I almost put a few dollars on it. I'm glad I didn't because I would be legitimately heartbroken <laughs> uh, um so yeah that that one's good uh makes it ten to six with five oh one left in the third uh, chiefs um let's see chiefs get the ball back uh have to end up they end up punting and the punt hits one of the gunners for the niners, hits his leg. Ray Ray McLeod, the punt returner. Uh in the moment you're kinda like, what the heck is he doing? Like, why is he trying to grab the ball? He's smart enough to realize it. Hit off a Niner. He tries to get it. I don't know if he could have dove on it. He tries to run and pick it up as he goes. He fumbles it too. Uh Chiefs get on top of it. They score the next play. MBS sixteen yards to Mahomes. Was that the play of the game? Mahomes MVS probably just because it's like the Chiefs have the lead they've they probably should have been down double digits but they just you know stayed close that kind of
1: felt like the the equivalent of like when the Niners were playing the Lions and like in the third quarter the Lions fumbled that handoff right after giving up a touchdown and it's like you felt the momentum change right there because it went from feeling like the, the Chiefs were the Chiefs offense had finally started getting some momentum with those field goal drives, but they weren't getting in the end zone, which was kind of a problem they had all year. So then yeah. to get the quick touchdown and get the lead, it just felt like it, it changed everything and it changed I think it changed the way the, the Niners played on
0: offense a little bit too, playing from behind. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, all right. So it's it's thirteen to ten going into the fourth quarter. Um Niners immediately get the ball back. They have like a four-minute or four- or five-minute TD drive. Uh, Juwan Jennings, 10-yard pass to Brock Purdy. Extra point is blocked, though. Um, The kick did not look good. It looked low. It looked like it might have even missed to the left. I'm I'm not really sure. It was not a good kick. Jay Feely came on and basically blamed the
1: kicker instead of – because I guess it was too low, so I'll
0: take his word for it. So this is when it gets really interesting. So if that extra point goes in, the game totally changes. Probably doesn't go to OT. Um, the next drive would even change because the Chiefs end up uh, <coughs> settling for a 24-yard field goal. I think they had like fourth and goal from, or fourth and five or something inside the 10, something right. like that.
1: Yeah, so it would have come um, into to a fourth down play. They would have
0: gone for it, 100%. Yeah, and yeah.
1: even just even if they knew they would have had to go for it on fourth down, I think it would have changed the second and the third down play. So, yeah, like you said, it, it would have been a totally different outcome. The butterfly effect of that would have changed the play calling of that whole sequence
0: once they got down to the red zone. So, it's well, hard to say what would have happened. That's why I think the miss extra point, I, I could argue it was almost good for the Niners right. because I think the Chiefs would have converted... I think there's, you know, a greater than 50% chance they would have converted. Um, But regardless, you know, it's 16-16, Niners have the ball. All they have to do is eat up five minutes o'clock, go down, kick a field goal. Um, And you're, you know, if you do that with under 30 seconds, you know, you're pretty much guaranteeing, worst case scenario, you're going to OT. You're not losing this game. Uh, Well, um, they have, everything's going well. They're driving. There's like two minutes left. And there's a second and five. Or this might have been right before a two-minute warning. It's second and five. CMC's running the ball well. And they run a play action pass mm, to Kittle. Yes. Ba- they barely completed. They get zero yards. Did you like that play call? Did no, you think maybe they should have ran it? I, I would have ran it. Because if Kittle doesn't catch that
1: pass, it was not it was like he was kind of out there getting about to get drilled by a linebacker. So it was like, if he doesn't catch that pass, you stop the clock and gain zero yards. At least that way, he caught the ball and gained zero yards. So it's like a zero yard run. But that was a dumb play call. Um, We could probably get into Kyle Shanahan and some of the questionable things he did later. as I'm sure we will as we get going. But yeah, I did not like that play call in the moment. I I thought it was, from my perspective, I I loved it. I was like, oh, hell yeah, that gave us like a, a chance.
0: Yeah. It's like if you gave uh, the Chiefs truth serum, they would want them to pass the ball in a Yeah, one hundred percent. They do not want CMC running the ball. Um, so basically, they get a third and five. Steve Spagnola, um, as he's been doing late in games, he's basically just going like with a zero blitz. He's like he's trusting McDuffie and Sneed to hold hold their ground, which they totally have. Then. They're trusting the guys over the middle of the field just like chip those wide receivers and make their routes, you know, take longer than two, 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 two and a half seconds on uh, Purdy really, you know, it was a shotgun play and they just had to like basically throw it away. Um, so next thing you know, it's fourth and five with like a minute, you know, uh, or a minute fifty five left. Jake Moody uh, goes up, kicks a fifty three yarder. That one looked great, too. Um, so they're up nineteen to six. And then Mahomes got the ball, has the ball a couple timeouts in a minute fifty three seconds uh, to win a Super Bowl. Uh, did you think that he was going to go down and get a touchdown?
1: Yeah, I did.
0: I, I did too. I I, I too. thought
1: that it was going to come down to the the Chiefs having to go to, to, to go for like a two point conversion was going to decide if they. I, I just felt like if the Chiefs drove down and scored, they were gonna go for two, and it was gonna be some creative play that they have d- practiced like a hundred times at the end of practice, and we would hear about it after the fact. But
0: yeah, Andy Reid would be like, "We copied this from the nineteen forty one St. Louis whatever Monarch." I don't even. He goes, know. "We yeah. actually
1: ran this on my Pee Wee football team where I won the the kicking and throwing competition when I was eleven because I was four hundred pounds bigger than everyone."
0: <laughs> yeah, so, they have to show that um, like every other week I know, I know that, that's a classic video um, So yeah, they end up driving down uh, they're, They get kind of, I think they're around the 30 They hit Kelsey on a crosser down to within uh, the 10 or so And next thing you know, there's 10 seconds left And Tony Romo says they have two shots to go for a touchdown First play, here, you have something to say? I-
1: can you clarify the the overtime time clock for me and for everyone? Because I've heard ESPN after the game say something, and then I've heard other people say something else. If the clock would have hit zero, would they have played a whole new quarter?
0: Dude, we're not even in OT yet. It's the fourth quarter. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. will get to it. All right. So, you, when you Kelsey... bring up Romo, it, it triggers
1: that, that I know. thought for me. I, know. I, ha-
0: I have that written down here. Don't worry. So Kelsey uh, has that crosser. They have, There's 10 seconds left. Romo says they have two tries to go for it. They go for like a fade kind of to Kelsey or, or back shoulder throw, excuse me, to Kelsey. It's no good. Um, replay shows Rasheed Rice was streaking over the Wide middle. Open. They sold one timeout. Um, so he missed that. The The issue with that play is they were going to Kelsey the whole time, Yeah. Um, which for better or for worse... Um, you know, more times than not, Kelsey probably is open. But in that scenario, it's like they know they're going there. So, um, you know, yeah. maybe maybe throw somebody. They else. forced
1: it to Kelsey twice in the fourth quarter, where it seemed like someone else was open. They had the play; he ran to the back right pylon, and it took too long to develop. So I, I think he, Mahomes, just kind of threw it away, if I remember right. And then he had the one, yeah, yeah obviously four. on the goal line, the left, left pylon. Where it was a very tough throw, the coverage was good, and it was—I th- I think that's the one you're talking about. Where it just seemed like he made up his mind pre-snap where he was going with the football. Yeah,
0: and yeah, I don't blame him, but yeah, it. In hindsight, Rice was wide open, so that would have been like the storybook ending: Travis Kelsey basically catching a touchdown as time expires. Um, I had but- a Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown,
1: so I was begging for it. I was on my knees for that. I had him I had him MVP, too, so I was like... Oh, he would have won it probably if he catches yeah. that. Because his fourth quarter,
0: he had, what, like 70 yards in the fourth? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's incomplete. There's six seconds left. There is enough time to take a shot. They decide against it. Would you have ran one more play to try to score? Is that too risky? It's easy to say in hindsight no, because it all
1: worked out for them. Um I was a little surprised. I mean, there was what, seven seconds left when they kicked it or something, or done with the play Six, after the yeah. kick? Yeah. So that's tough. That would be a really bad way to lose is to have the clock run out. So I would probably do what they did too, just to be safe.
0: Yeah. I, I get being safe, but we just hyped up Mahomes and called him the greatest of all time. Uh, with that comes knowing the clock and having that internal clock of knowing how it probably how long would have been have. fine.
1: It's just I know the I know the outcome. So it's like yeah. I know they made the right choice or
0: probably made the right choice. So yeah. It it makes it harder to say. You know, he's he's the same guy who scored that field goal or let him on the field goal drive with 13 seconds left against the Bills a couple years ago. Like You're if right. he can do that, I think you can trust him with six seconds. But like you said, whatever. They decide we're going to OT um and especially knowing the OT rules, uh, they knew they'd at least get another opportunity with the ball. So I think that matters a lot too. So it's 1919 uh going in the fourth quarter. And what's up with uh last play of the game? They didn't even kneel, did they? They ran like a a uh running back draw. Like why are you even why is any um, yeah. yeah, I don't was he thinking like they could break
1: uh only thing I could Think is like they're trying to get a f- draw a flag somehow, but that play
0: wouldn't have drawn flags flag. So I don't yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that's I think Shanahan was kind of losing his mind uh from there. So we'll get into OT. It's the coin toss. Uh Niners win the toss. They end up deciding uh They want the ball. They want the ball. They want they want to receive. So as soon as that's happening, I'm texting you guys. I'm like I do not think they should have done that. I, I think I would have kicked.
1: I Yeah, I was like, there's got to be, is there something I don't know? Like Shanahan's smarter than me. Like, what am I not, what am I missing here? Was my thought
0: process. Yeah. So, it, it that's been like, I guess the number one, the number one uh, debate topic this past week is, is just, um, what, what's the better option? So, uh, Seth Walder back on January 13th. Um, we can go ahead and retweet this on Bet GPT Twitter account. But uh, basically, here here's the overtime rules. Um, so either one. Uh, so I guess whoever receives the ball, if you go down and score a touchdown or a field goal, the other team gets another chance no matter what. If the other team gets a feel, uh, gets a touchdown, they have the opportunity to go for two, same as the first team does. But if they go for two, they can just straight up win the game. So that'd be the advantage okay. of of uh, having the ball second. You know what you need to get, and you have the opportunity to, with the ball in your hands, to win the game. Um, so that that would be uh, that would be the ideal option. So analytics say if you score first. If you have the ball first and score, take the extra point. If you have the ball second and score a touchdown, you need to go for two. That's that's the best way to play that game. Shanahan's argument is that he wanted the ball third. So if there was a touchdown, touchdown, he would get the ball, assuming no one went for two. Or, I guess in more likelihood, field goal, field goal, he would get the ball third, and then that's you know basically back to classic overtime rules, next score wins. Oh, man, um, that's what it is.
1: If whoever gets ball third. Yeah, that makes a little more sense. But he did say after the game that he was he the one who said he didn't know the rule or was that his just his players?
0: He knew the rule. His players, a lot of his players did not, at okay. least the ones they interviewed. But that's yeah. also like Kyle, you check the fullback. I mean, I get it. It's not good. He doesn't know the rules, but. You know,
1: yeah. It still seems like the, something you should no, run through with the team. No one told me, and I knew the rule. Why did I know the rule? Yeah, I know. They should have just spent like five minutes going over it. I mean, knowing that, that if they get the ball third, that they have a chance, like, or that they would probably win. That makes more sense. So I'll take back some criticism. That is kind of still stupid, though, because what if they just kick a field goal, and then you don't give the Chiefs the chance to just go down and kick a field goal? I don't know. I, I understand at some point the game has to end, so
0: that's tough. Um, so yeah, for OT, Niners get the ball. They it looks like they have to. Well, first off, the first possession of the game, they uh, throw like a five yard pass that almost gets intercepted. So yeah. high risk, literally pretty much zero reward. Purdy gets out of that one. Um, seems like when that happened, I was just thinking about how our. One of our six pack plays was Brock Purdy to throw on an, an, an <laughs> interception in that October game, and he like threw for four touchdowns and like a few incompletions. Yeah. so um, yeah, where where was that Brock Purdy? He he did play pretty well overall. I, I, I was happy with. Him I I, I texted you. guys. I'm not going to criticize him
1: a whole lot for how he played. I thought he did about as good of a job as a Niners fan could have asked for because you can't ask ask him to go out there and outplay Mahomes. He played within the offense. He made the throws that were there. Um, I really don't have that much criticism of how he performed. Yeah. No, me
0: either. Um, So uh, it gets down to like a third and I don't know, third and manageable, whatever it is. It's an incomplete pass. uh, But then there's like this phantom flag call. It looks like it is a legitimate hold, but it's not on the screen. And you're like, everyone's kind of confused. Mm hmm players looking around. Uh they call on McDuffie on a hold. Um, so it's a first down. Niners keep driving, uh, but they have to settle for a twenty seven yard field goal. All right. So Chiefs get the ball, touchdown wins it, uh, field goal ties it, Shannane gets his third possession. Um, so this this like this uh final drive was kind of like uh It gave you a good indication of how the game was going as a whole. The Chiefs won every single high leverage play, it seemed like. And when they really needed to have it, they got it. So, Hmm. for example, there was that play in OT where MVS catches the ball for like six yards. And he like breaks a tackle and decides to run like eight yards backwards. That was so mad. It's like. That's how the Chiefs wide receivers have been playing all year. That's what Mahomes had to deal with. So he's like, all right, let me just pick up like six yards here. Let me get a manageable third. But then uh, I don't actually know. I don't think it was the same possession. I should have mentioned the possession before it got down to fourth and one. And Mm -hmm. Mahomes had to. That's that's the play I was talking
1: about earlier where they run the RPO. So it was like he had three options. He could hand it off. He could pitch it or do like that quick screen. To Kelsey, that's like basically an extension of the run game, where he can take it himself. And he took it himself for like 15 yards and got down and slid. Um, and that was after they got a bad spot on the play before. That was probably a yeah. first down. And instead, they ran it for like no yards to Pacheco. And then the next play, I, I was like, oh my God, if they lose because of the missed spot,
0: I'm going to lose my shit. But well, what is the point of the booth? being able to review everything if they don't actually even review it. Yeah,
1: that's it's a second down play. So they're probably like, oh, it doesn't matter. But then the next play gets stopped for like a half yard short because if they yeah. marked it a yard behind. So that that was a big play. The Diners did have that big fourth down play to Kittle. That was really close. So like that was one of their high leverage plays that because yeah. if they don't get that, the game's over right then. Yeah, yeah, but
0: um, one thing I do want to add, to before we finish off this Chiefs drive on the Niners uh, possession right before where they settled for a field goal, they got down to like like CMC had a big run. Um, and that's how they kind of got into field goal range. He comes out of the game at this point. Kittle was like out of the game, too, because he was hurt. Right. Oh, um, yeah. And then he, he, he came he came back in. But um, they each team had three timeouts. And CMC was not on the field. It was like Elijah Mitchell got a carry. Why does Shanahan not call a timeout and just like give his guys all a minute to rest? I mean, I understand you want the Chiefs defense kind of on the edge, but you want your playmakers in and do or die situations. Those timeouts, no timeouts were used. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I didn't think about the timeouts.
1: Also, because it, Kelsey, or not Kelsey, uh, Kittle... Came out for two plays or whatever, and the one play he's out. The tight end who replaced him gets a huge holding call. Huge. Yes, yeah, exactly. That, that was it. been like one that of the biggest. It. Not, I mean, it's not going to be talked about on you know first take and stuff. But that was one of the biggest plays of the game because it
0: basically forced the field goal. Yeah, no, thank you for bringing that up. I forgot that's what it was. It was a holding penalty, um which most likely would not have happened with Kittle. No guarantee, but obviously it's 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 a different play. So. Um, regardless, Chiefs end up converting that short fourth and one uh, They drive down uh, Mahomes has that huge 20-yard scramble off a of read option um, So he's looking yeah. good And basically they get it down to the goal line And they run a play very similar to what they did in the Super Bowl last year Against the Eagles that they scored twice on uh, They had Michael Hardman um, kind of run inside and break out And it's you know, easy, easy touchdown catches it. Yeah. And um, it's game over. So the clock thing at this point,
1: Romo was acting like if they didn't, if the clock hit zero, the game was over. Is that true?
0: No, if the clock hit zero, it would have just gone to the second quarter of overtime. Okay,
1: that's what I thought too, because I've, my homes had absolutely zero urgency. They didn't use timeouts. There was, there was no way, and I was like, there's no way that the game ends right here because there was like, what, three seconds left when they scored that touchdown? (laughs) They would have, if they would have dropped the ball, you tell me the Chiefs would have been like, oh, we lost, no. So, Romo was wrong, and then like ESPN, yes, like the day after the game was wrong too, and I'm just like, guys, they weren't gonna, they weren't gonna let the clock, they would have called a timeout or freaking spiked it Plays before. That wasn't the last play of the game.
0: I know. Yeah. It so, yeah, it, it didn't make any sense. They would have started calling timeouts with like 30 seconds left, and, yeah. and left, if they would have scored or tied it, they would have left under 15 seconds left for the Niners. But Yeah, and of course um, Romo doesn't
1: know the rules and has all of America flipping out. I'm I was sitting there texting you guys, screaming, like, what is going on? Like, if there's no way, but yeah, just leave it to Romo to to tell, to make things fake more interesting. He wanted it to be more dramatic and and so he got it. Um Yeah. Yeah, also we never mentioned um what's his name running onto the field and tearing his ACL.
0: Oh yeah, so Greenlaw uh early in the third quarter is kind of jumping on the sidelines and then goes to jog in, takes a couple steps, crumples to the ground. Um he was one of the main guys in coverage uh for Kelsey in the first half where he went one one uh catch for one yard. Uh-huh. Second half, yeah obviously he goes eight for uh eight for ninety-two. So I think it was like Oren Burks is their backup linebacker. Not as fast, not as physical. Um, so I think that did make that did make some sort of difference in that game. Yeah, is there I'm is sure there any worst way to start your off season losing a super bowl and then not being able to go on vacation having to uh to go to into surgery oh my god and knowing that you're you had an impact on your team losing because of that like that's yeah that's pretty brutal I, i i'm always curious about acl and achilles injuries like if he wouldn't have jogged on the field there or like maybe he was just getting a drink of water and then walked out during the commercial like Is it still inevitable that that would have happened at some point? That's what I'm not clear
1: on either. Like, would he have just heard it on the first play he was out there? Like, was it like already kind of like messed up and then it that just like did it? Or was it like he literally landed so awkwardly that this like one in a million injury happened? I
0: don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, but that's that's the story of the Niners this year. So, for in the first quarter, um, Purdy got, uh, or maybe it was the second quarter. Purdy got um, there was a horse collar. His knee kind of buckled a little bit. Oh, yeah. He ended up being fine. CMC looked like his his leg was like hyper-stent oh, or God, something. Yeah. You I know, Debo. you texted us saying he's flexible and yeah, so good good for CMC for getting through that. Yeah, Debo pulls up lame with the hammy. He ends up uh, going back in the game a few plays later, but you can tell he's not you know hundred percent himself. That's just the story of the Niners this year. Um, they're one play away from someone getting hurt and being at 50% the rest of the game. and They're fragile. It was, still, it was Yeah, they're fragile. It was still almost enough. Uh, didn't get it done, but Chiefs went 24-22. If I would have told you before the game the Chiefs have one touchdown, what percent chance would you say they won the game? 10? Yeah, not good, not good
1: at all. Because I, I knew that I thought the Niners were going to score a little more than they did. I mean, they obviously did, they I fumbled mean, in the goal line or the red zone, and like they had yeah some weird
0: stuff. But I I guess I, I should say they had two touchdowns because they scored right at the end of the game. So I, I should yeah. have said they had one touchdown in regulation, um, right? But yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, both teams fumbled. I guess like when it seemed like they were inevitably going to get in the end zone, um otherwise so I guess that's part of it too there it seemed like the ball was like fumbles were just kind of all over the place like even there was like that seemed like there was going to be a fumble and it it didn't I don't know what it was but um like there was even a play that like got no reaction from the commentators and no one talked about it but like the Chiefs fumbled like late in the game and like Watson recovered it and just like no one even like
0: mentioned it Cause they got the ball yeah, back and it was a play. huge
1: play. That, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. The, the fumble luck fumble luck is, is a definite thing. And it was on, it was on the right side for the Chiefs. So Shanahan is officially, um, I guess he's not in the hot seat. They're never going to fire him for, for this kind of thing. You know, they, they made it to the super bowl and they had a 10 point lead, but, uh, he blew a 10 point lead again in the super bowl. It's his third time. If you count, uh, when he was the OC of the Falcons, um, uh-huh. which, that's not, I'm not going to totally put the blame on him for that. Yes, they did struggle, but. I I will put the blame well. on him for one thing
1: in that game. And that, that, that Falcons game was that whether it's him or it's Dan Quinn, somebody's got to be telling Matt Ryan, do not snap the ball if there's 15 seconds on the play clock and the game is going to, I mean, they could have shortened that game by like, I don't even dozens of plays by just snapping the ball later. They were yeah, the Patriots they had needed a, every a multiple section. touchdown lead and they were snapping the ball with 15 seconds on the play clock. Yeah. <laughs> it made no
0: sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, Shanahan, they had it set up. They really just had to convert that second and 5 or th- or third and 5 and then Moody would have kicked a, you know, 30, 40-yard game-winning field goal. Uh and that would have been that would have been 22-19, but yeah, or 19-16. Um So, yeah, um, kind of, I guess, looking at the game, Chiefs were two and a half point underdogs. Anyone on the Chiefs money line, which I think was popular. Anybody uh, taking the points with the Chiefs hit Um, the over under for the game. It was anywhere between like 46 and 48. So um, OT might have screwed a a few people. Um, So that was, you know, kind of unfortunate, especially if you're on the under. You definitely deserve that that game you're right on i know a lot of people were on the alt under so it's just which would have been really good at 19 to 16 uh-huh. finishing at 35 every single alt would have hit there um but that was not the case um yeah the chiefs just made just they just won the high leverage plays they won the big moments and that's why they won the game. So, just hat tip to to Mahomes. You guys did it. Congratulations. You said we'd never uh, get another one, but we already
1: got one. So I know long, I was. He can take was, a decade off like Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady went a decade without a Super Bowl. So as long as he can play till he's like in his forties, I guess hey, maybe we'll just take like a five year break. I don't know. Let Caleb Williams win
0: a few. I mean, it leads it into next year. So. Yeah, those Super odds Bowl. made me mad. She, she's the twenty twenty five odds, 50, but the Niners are plus five hundred. The Super Bowl favorites. I assume you don't. You're not. You're not a fan. Are of we? Them.
1: What are we doing?
0: We we just sat here and said that they're made of
1: glass, and they came into the game as healthy as they've been ever. And they're an, they're not a young team. Trent Williams is thirty five. George Kittle is over thirty. I mean, Debo and CMC are in their upper 20s but like those guys never stay healthy for years at a time
0: cmc has been way healthier than you thought he would be um with the niners Niners. yeah it's been it's been smooth sailing for them pretty much
1: i mean even brock got hurt in the playoffs last year i know he's i want to say he's injury prone but like just i don't know they I mean Greenlaw just tore his ACL. He's not coming back next year for at least most of the season. I don't I don't yeah. I mean I, the way that they're you can have them up their highs that they're they're gonna be the division favorites. And then you look around the NFC and you don't you don't see very many good quarterbacks. There's the top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now are all in the AFC. That's just the truth. You've got Mahomes, Burrow, Lamar, Allen. I don't even know who you'd put five, but I I know that those four are probably the top four. So hard to argue that the, that the NFC is winnable just about anybody. You can make a case for everybody outside of maybe the Carolina Panthers
0: or like the saints. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wide open. I mean, I hate to say it, but watch out for uh, the Green Bay Packers next year because, they had the Niners on the ropes. The Lions had them on the ropes. Um, it's it's, it's pretty open, and I think that's why a lot of these NFC coaching jobs were attractive. I mean, even like the Falcons or the, the Commanders, a little bit different because that division is is a tiny bit tougher. But when, once you get to the playoffs, you don't have to play these elite QBs. You don't have to go to at Buffalo. At Kansas City, at Cincinnati, like no one wants to play. The home those
1: field games. advantages aren't even the same. Like you, you could play at the Rams, like or the Buccaneers. Like I guess you have Seattle. You have I Philly. think most of the teams that's in the NFC North and Philly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not the same. Like even like the the, pit, the Steelers weren't even in the playoffs this year, and like that's a tough place to play. Like I, I just think the home field advantages. And the quarterbacks are just better in the AFC. And I don't, I don't know. I I don't know how many times I can name drop Caleb Williams, but I I feel like he could be up in that echelon pretty easily. I CJ Stroud is in the AFC too. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of young QBs.
0: Tua and the Dolphins are going to be solid still. So. So here's here's MVP odds for next year, which I would rather bet this rather than the Super Bowl if I want to back Mahomes. Mahomes is yeah. plus 650 to win the MVP. I think that's as good of a number as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, he was plus 600 but, last year coming in, so I'll take it. I'll so take that. He, he's plus 650. Josh Allen plus 800. Burrow 10 to 1. Stroud 11 to 1. Lamar 12 to 1. Herbert 13 to 1. That's six AFC QBs. Then the NFC QBs come in. <laughs> Jordan Love, 14 to 1, Dak Prescott, 16, Jalen Hurts, 16, Brock Purdy, 16, Stafford 20, Tua 25, Rogers, 25. So uh, Justin Fields, 50 to 1. He has better odds than Deshaun Watson at 75 to 1. I'm I, not sure how that's possible. He's gonna be on the Steelers probably. That's my prediction as of February 13th pittsburgh steeler okay well as a browns fan i would not hate that because i don't think jf is good so I'll, I'll take him twice a year
1: as long as what's his name that oc they fired is gone i think he'll look better and than that yeah yeah, yeah he's gone.
0: <laughs> all right so I, uh Trubisky i tweeted this who got released i tweeted yesterday. this out oh yeah trubisky's gone yeah i tweeted this out uh the other day um i will be releasing mock drafts um, as we you know, it's, it's, essentially NFL draft and we'll get to MLB here. It's the changing of changing of the guard here. Um, so I released my first 2024, uh, mock mock 1.0. I do have Caleb Williams going one to the Chicago bears, uh, Drake May two to the commanders. I have the Raiders trading up to three to take Jaden Daniels and then, uh, Marvin Harrison going fourth. I feel pretty good about the top four. I don't know if the Raiders are actually going to trade up, but I, I do think that's going to be the top three, uh, and then Marvin Harrison Jr. I know there's a lot of buzz with J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan, apparently. Pro teams like him quite a bit more um, than, I guess, what the average the fans, college football yeah. fan thinks. Yeah, um, which a lot of that has to do with Harbaugh's offense was pretty limited, I guess. I'd have to go back and watch the, uh, watch the TCU game because they obviously had to score a lot of points that game, um, and he yeah. was forced to air it out.
1: So if you're going to
0: break down McCarthy film, look at that in like third and long plays, I would assume. The thing about Uh, J.J. McCarthy,
1: too, is he's like just turned 21. So he's the youngest quarterback in this draft by a lot. And he's younger than quarterbacks that are going to be in the 2025 draft. So a lot of teams see him as like he's very raw still and he can
0: he can still get a lot better. Yeah, a lot of people are like describing him as he has a very high ceiling, but his floor is also very high too where it's like you're going to get a guy that's serviceable.
1: I think I think the way Brock Purdy has played in a weird way has made JJ McCarthy stock higher because people kind of view him as like a glorified Brock Purdy, like a little bit bigger, a little bit more athletic, played at a bigger program, one more da da da. So I don't know. I think I think that's maybe a little Unfair to JJ. But then again, Brock Purdy's the top
0: half the league QB. So I, I guess that's my maybe a fair comp. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely get into NFL draft uh coverage more. We'll probably have some impromptu uh podcasts too. Maybe that they could just be, you know, ten or fifteen minutes long if we do have some intel with the NFL draft. We're gonna be super plugged in with that. Um hopefully we can make a lot of money betting on on that this year. I've had some pretty good success. Um, two out of my last three years. Last year, CJ Stroud totally screwed me over. Um, but yeah, that 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 was on me. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. Slay and I's confirmed that we will both be in Charlotte hanging out the week of the draft. Um, so really looking forward to that. And yeah, I guess that's that's a wrap on football season, man. I thought I thought we had a pretty good year. The the six pack finished above 10 units you know if we can do that for the next couple years um kids will be able to go to college in america exactly your kids will be able to go to a private high school as you've always wanted so (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh yeah any other thoughts uh on nfl are you ready to uh i'm ready for the draft man
1: this is my super bowl basically it's the draft um I'm excited for all of the like combine and stuff in March. Um, We'll see if there's any movement at the top based off of like the underwear Olympics and um, interviews and things. I I don't think anybody can feel 100% until you start hearing like, Oh, this guy interviewed well, this guy did really well at the combine, things like that can always make a difference, especially with quarterbacks. But, Yeah, I'm. I'm just ready to go, and it's it's baseball season in my mind. I mean, I know we've got the NCAA tournament, we've got the NBA finals, but or playoffs. But I'm I'm basically focused on baseball from this point forward.
0: Yeah. All right, so let me. uh, Let's see. I have a a baseball trivia question for you. I, I texted you about this a couple months ago, and I keep forgetting to bring it up. So. I was on a a baseball reference, like deep dive the other week, you know, you just lay in bed and click through players' names for an hour until you fall asleep. Uh, Right. would highly recommend it. It's very relaxing on a Saturday night. Um, but, uh, all right. So I'm just going to name, uh, or I'm gonna go through, I'm gonna give you like the highlights of this player's career. I'm gonna see if you can guess it. Maybe you'll get this in two seconds, maybe you won't. I I don't really know what to expect, but I was just shocked by this, and I w- I would love to hear your thoughts on this too. Uh once the player gets revealed. Um if you need a hint, uh, I can give you uh um some more information, like the player's team and whatnot. I, I don't want to give that away too easily. But uh so this player Played from 04 to 2016. He had 382 career home runs, but he only had a 14.7 war. Mike Napoli? No, not Mike Napoli. He is a first baseman. Bats lefty. 382 home runs. Oh, man. Um,. He is in the NL. Um, He won the Rookie of the Year in 2005. He's won an MVP in 2006. And he also has won a World Series in his career. And he's a 14.6 war. Holy crap. Ryan Howard? That's correct. Yeah, it's Ryan Howard. You wouldn't have
1: gotten it if you didn't (laughs) tell me the um, the MVP. Because... Yeah. I would have never guessed fourteen WAR. That's ins- I know his defense was bad, and I know he he did DH a lot at the end of his career. But holy shit, dude, that's crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. I- I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up his defensive his defensive WAR here. Um, one second.
1: We should have known it was lower when he was on all those subway commercials with Jared back in the day. That was not a good, a good omen. Bad
0: omen, yeah. Yeah. His in his career, he was a minus seventeen point three defensive war. That is almost
1: impossible for a first baseman. You don't even get enough opportunities to, to suck that bad. Yeah. I mean that's you could basically put
0: someone out on the street and do that. I know. Yeah. So Wow. Uh, another notable guy, Adam Dunn, was a really poor first baseman, but you know, with no DH in the NL, they had to. You got to put mm-hmm. these guys out in the field, so uh, probably would have had a tiny bit better career, uh, at least defensively, if he, if he was playing in today's game. But it's yeah, just the pretty shift crazy and all that he, too. Probably would have helped yeah. him
1: slightly. That's. Yeah. I mean, if you take like his offensive production and just give him like what a Rizzo is at defense, where like he's a plus four player. And if you get and you take that seven minus seventeen, and you add like three, even so it's like a twenty. That's like a twenty WAR swing. That puts him yeah. around like thirty-five. Yeah, just from being a better first
0: baseman. <laughs> so one last thing I want to say is, in two thousand and eight, he got second in MVP voting, and he had a WAR of one point eight. <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> what do you do, hit sixty homers? <laughs> That would never happen in today's game. So Pujols was first of the 9.2 war and he had 369 vote points and Howard had 308 vote points. So it really was, it was kind of close. But yeah, let me look at the stats here. He hit 48 home runs, had 146 RBIs. Wow. Um, Maybe the war
1: is a little unfair, to first baseman i've seen that argument that war is not fair to first baseman and i i can agree with that there's been a lot of probably really good players that have been like dinged for being even just average first baseman um but man that's uh yeah he was a butcher for sure
0: yeah yeah i i, I don't i don't have much more to saying that i i just want to see if you'd get it so i that that was impressive nice job so he Thank slate you. is fully uh locked into baseball mode the baseball brain yeah. is on um yeah. so from here on out we'll be we'll be trusting your opinions on on everything yeah so breaking news
1: jorge soler three years 42 million dollars to the giants um feels like a good fit i don't really have much to say other than finally another
0: player is off the board and another boring offseason of baseball so so you did mention that uh, you don't think Cody Ballinger is going to the Cubs as of a couple of days ago. Do you still think he's in the running for Toronto, or what, what are your what do you yeah, on that? I, on.
1: I just don't think that Jed was going to budge. Of all the, Of all the GMs, Jed is the most like, if he has an opinion, he's not going to change it, especially when it comes to money, he's not going to change his stance. It would have to be Cody changing Cody and Boris changing their view. Of themselves so I don't know I I could see Toronto being a little more desperate they got their fans all excited about Shohei they ran an advertisement for adding cup holders to seats last week and they just got roasted Mm -hmm. so there's more pressure probably from them slightly Um, and you can make a baseball argument that Cody Bellinger beyond 2024 maybe 2025 doesn't make a whole lot of sense for the Cubs so I don't blame Jed for wanting to keep the budget tight. Like there's a good chance he's going to end up being a first baseman for the Cubs with PCA and center. So you're not going to pay that kind of money for someone who's a corner outfielder or a occasional center field start. And then a first baseman primarily like that's just, and you just got Matt, Michael Bush from the Dodgers, a top prospect who's going to be on the opening day roster and be your first baseman. So if he if he ends up being the right guy for the job, like, and then PCA ends up being the right guy, you're going to be playing Cody Bellinger in a corner where you've got Cia Suzuki, Ian Happ, and then you've got Morel probably DHing. It, I I don't see the clear fit here unless a PCA or a Michael Bush are not ready. And in that case, we're probably screwed anyway.
0: <laughs> I I understand that. I in defensively i think the cubs are set up fine as they as is right now but the lineup does need a lefty they, they do not they need some power they do not have the power unless suzuki has like a top 5 or 6 mvp in the nl type of season um which i think is possible he definitely was good towards the end of the year um the perfect fit yeah. was was juan soto but they did,
1: he's he's gonna hit free agency. It was a rental, and it was a lot to give up. So I understand it. But for the 2024 team, Juan Soto was the perfect fit. He was more yeah. slugged than Bellinger. Yeah. Same same walks. Can't he can DH? And I don't think he'd be upset about DHing, which I think matters. And
0: he didn't have a stretch where he was absolutely horrible and
1: didn't yeah. really belong. In he TV. doesn't have an injury history. He's been the most consistent young player probably in the league besides i mean acuna even lost a year to injury so yeah i mean if you're gonna bet buy stock or and not have to worry about it i feel like it's him so i hope the cubs are after him
0: you know 10 11 months from now yeah okay well we'll be keeping an eye on that opening day is march 28th so I don't know. We're a month and a couple weeks away from that. We got pitchers and catchers reporting in a couple weeks. Um, so looking forward to uh, to watching. And at least, I guess, listen. I, I listen to a lot of the radio for spring training games just because, I don't know. I feel like it's fun kind of to hear fun. the you're, the guys you listen to
1: all summer's voice in the spring because you like miss them. You have like six months yeah. of not hearing them. So it's like, yeah, I'll, I love listening to Pat and Ron just talk for, you know,
0: an hour of meaningless baseball once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, looking forward, I guess, next month, uh, we do have March Madness. So we'll do a big podcast on that. That's probably going to have to be, um, I don't know, Selection Sunday, maybe that Sunday night. We, sh- we should hop on late that night and record something kind of once we filled out some brackets and looked at that. We'll also have a big MLB uh preview show um so that'll that'll be good and then yeah plenty plenty of draft stuff too so and we'll make that sure to bring e- up the bucks every that's a every episode yeah. still that's what i was gonna say is the only other thing unfortunately we have to talk about is the nba so our friend brady Ellingson is very excited for nba all-star weekend coming up <laughs> uh super super excited that's all-star the the that final score. was sick yeah so the final score for that game is going to be like two hundred to one hundred and eighty. So a lot of a lot of defense played in that game. Looking forward to that. Um breaking down the NBA standings real quick. Out of the West, T Wolves, thirty seven and sixteen. They're a game up on the Thunder, who are a half game up on the Clippers and Nuggets. So those are kinda of like the four teams who I think can come out of the West. Uh do you think there's anyone else in the West uh that has a chance? Pelicans, Suns, Kings? Um, The Pelicans have potential. I think. I mean,
1: they they're really talented. I just don't know if they're mature enough. In a weird, like it sounds weird to say, but like, I don't know if Zion is ready to. Like, if Zion became the player we all thought he could have been, like they're pretty scary. I mean, him, Ingram, like they've got talent. But no, I I've got the West as uh, the Nuggets versus the the Clippers right now. Yeah, Um, I agree with that. And I, I have the East as the Celtics and then probably, unfortunately, maybe the Bucks. I mean, the Cavs are hot right now, but yeah, the Cavs Sixers are banged up and they don't really have a second. Yeah. I, I mean, Maxie's their number two. I don't know if I would trust that.
0: So, yeah, the Sixers, they did trade for Buddy Heald. Um, oh, that's true. That's so a nice that, that was up. nice. He put up 20, uh, 22 or 24 the other day. Um. So inject a little offense. That if if Embiid comes back and is ninety percent of the player he was early in the year, you know, I think that's enough to make a Eastern Conference Finals run. I don't see them beating anybody in the West, but um, yeah the the Knicks are the fourth seed. Um, Brunson's Brunson's having a good year. Magic six, Pacers seven, Heat or eight. You can't ever really count them out. They're not. I don't think they're really trying too hard in the regular season. They've had some good runs, some poor runs. Uh, the Bulls nine. Um, so Fuck I yeah. do know that uh, we we almost opened the show with this, but decided it, it was against our best interest. Uh, <laughs> you you've been texting with Ayodeosunmu, the third year player out of uh, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Um, and you want to make the case that he's a top 10 player out of the 2021 NBA draft. So let's yes. let, let's close the show. Let's close the show with some 2021 NBA draft.
1: So so he was drafted 38th. Um, if you go off of win shares, according to to basketball reference, uh, it, they have that draft class going Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Franz Wagner, Sengun. Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Io Dasunmu, seventh. Wow. Um, if you go by total points, he's like 12th because Corey Kispert's a little higher than him, Jonathan Kaminga. But it is a good draft class. So, like, the whole reason we're talking about this is like during Io's rookie year, I told our group chat I thought he was a top 10 player in the class and I got shit on and then he sucked last year. But he's been really good again this year. He dropped 29. Um, but it is always fun to look back at draft classes. They had that was the Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, um, Jalen yeah. Suggs, Scotty Barnes. Like it it's actually ended up being a pretty good draft class.
0: Yeah, that top ten Cunningham. Jalen Green, Mobley, Scotty Morris, Jalen Suggs, Josh Giddy, Kaminga, Wagner, Davion Mitchell, and Zaire Williams. So yeah, and then you have S- Sengun at
1: at sixteenth in that draft. Cam Thomas was twenty seventh. Herb Herb Jones thirty fifth. Davion Mitchell is in 41. a scrum. Yeah, yeah. yep. So, Luca
0: Garza fifty two. Hey, that's that's saw
1: Jalen Johnson at twentieth. He's actually been pretty good for the Hawks this year.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, I thought you were crazy, but it looks like he is. He's probably uh, in that, somewhere between,
1: you can make it anywhere from like 8 to like 12 range.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, The Bulls... um, I I know the listeners don't want to hear too much about this because believe me, I do not want to talk about this, but the Bulls, <laughs> the Bulls are pretty good at developing talent somehow. I think we got to give uh, Billy Donovan some credit here. Um, Kobe White is down to like plus 650 for uh, most improved player. Um, obviously, uh, baby Dirk, Laurie Markkinen had a great year last year. Um and then they have, they have IO who, who's, who's on the come up. So, um, I don't know. I feel like you guys have the most like good players in the league, but no one is like, really no one's good. great. Yeah.
1: yeah. And Pat was playing really well before he sprained his ankle and was like on a limit minute restriction. And then now he's not even playing. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I agree. They, they, they do have a lot of good players, they just don't have any great players and i mean they were started the year off like five and 14 or something and now they're like only two games under 500 so they've played like seven games above 500 since the start of november or mid-november and that's without zach levine really playing at all so um kind of sucks but the nba is just about getting a top five to ten player and multiple of them so if you don't have
0: that it doesn't really matter yeah yeah so Okay. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, pretty much wrapped up our episode here. Um, we'll be back next week. We got to figure out a day and a time for that. Cause if, if we want to continue to give bets out, it's going to have to be a lot of, um, college basketball for right now. Um, so maybe we could do like a, uh, an episode late next week where we kind of preview the weekend uh, of college games. But the issue with that is we got to make sure, you know, you listeners kind of get on it right away. Cause there's only mm-hmm. like a 48 hour period where uh, that yeah. info is good. So yeah, f- uh, maybe like
1: Friday we, nights or something Fridays.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. Maybe a, a little bit less picks for right now. Um, and a little bit more analysis and like prep for, for March madness is probably, probably the way to go yeah. but um and then we'll yeah, have we'll futures
1: look. when we do our previews. I I have some I have some MLB futures I wish I would have locked in, but the odds have already changed a ton. I did a, a parlay of the Dodgers and the Braves to win their division like yeah. months ago and that was before like the Dodgers even signed um like y- Yamamoto and all this stuff. So the odds dropped a ton and I got that combo at even money. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then That'd be the like trade for Chris right Sale and like both of them have like cut in half. I'm like, OK,
0: but that's good value. Yeah, that's nice. Um, oh, oh, one thing I, I didn't want to mention real quick. Uh, so despite my uh, my Super Bowl um, loss in the Niners, I was able to hit uh, Gatorade to be um, the, uh, the purple Gatorade was the color for the winning team um so i was very very happy about that um i cashed 30 units on that so it was a good end to the night uh i was a little frustrated because it was a walk-off touchdown so they didn't actually pour gatorade on andy reed right away because everyone was like uh-huh. celebrating and i'm just sitting there kind of like pouting like i cannot believe like i didn't even we didn't even find out the gatorade but then uh when they got everyone on stage they poured it out so that was uh that, that was a good moment for me to end the night so i would units man that's a lot i would not that's you like can three have your our whole, six pack <laughs> I, I know you can have your super bowl i would not trade tess was like my wife was like would you trade your gatorade win for brock Purdy to win the super bowl and i was like hell no hell no <laughs> you don't care money purdy <laughs> yeah so um oh and then also real quick just dating back to last year i do want to say on the record my prediction for the super bowl was um chargers against the eagles and you had chiefs over the niners so um credit to you i could not have been more than more wrong and you could not have been more right so
1: i was told i was chalky but sometimes sometimes you know chalky is chalky for a reason it's true it's true and that's why you I also think right now I'd probably take the nuggets to win it all because, I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. Feels right. You know? Does feel right. Okay. Well, time will tell. Time will tell. All right. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, we hope you guys liked last episode with Joey Isaacs. I thought that was a really cool uh, look into the life of, of a professional better um and now that we're kind of in that point where we mentioned it's it's a little bit hard to bet on some things it's a little bit slower we will try to get some more guests on um both you know uh in the professional realm versus not maybe just some specialists on golf you know we got the masters some bigger tournaments coming up and and ufc and, and things like that so uh plenty more things on the docket and uh we look forward to uh to sharing that with everybody so Uh, Hope you guys have a good rest of your day and we'll catch you guys next time. This has been another episode of BetGPT.